This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 410 of Horse Tip Daily, a different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is sponsored by FeedXL. Visit them at FeedXL.com. Howdy, everybody, and welcome back to Horse Tip Daily. I am Glenn the Geek from Lexington, Kentucky. Today, we're back to speaking about massage. I actually could use a massage right now, but Megan's not here. So we have on with us today Megan Arol. She's one of the leading authorities on animal massage in the country. She wrote the book, The Horse Lover's Guide to Massage and The Dog Lover's Guide to Massage. She's a licensed massage practitioner for animals and people and a professional educator with a Master of Teaching degree from Seattle University. And she comes on with us on a regular basis to give us massage tips to help you better massage your horse so you can actually do some of these things yourself. And she's had a bunch of tips. If you missed them in the past, just go to Horse Tip Daily and look her up on the left-hand side there, and you'll find all her tips. You can listen to them all right in a row. And we're going to get to Megan shortly, right after I speak about FeedXL. If you're a regular listener to Horse Tip Daily, you know that I've been telling you to go to FeedXL for some time. But have you done it yet? Have you gone to see if you're feeding your horse correctly? Have you gone and checked out all of their great information on whether your horse needs more vitamins, of, of more vitamin A, more vitamin B? Whatever it is, they can tell you at FeedXL. Nobody's ever quite sure if they're feeding their horse absolutely correctly or if we're giving them too much or too little of something. Well, that's what FeedXL is for. It gives you that information. It takes you a couple minutes just to fill out some information about your horse and what you're feeding your horse, and then it puts together these really nifty reports that tell you you're feeding too much of this, too little of that, you need to uh, step it up in this area, and it it does it so easily and so quickly, and then you can go back and you can check, you know, again in six months. Make sure you're still doing it correctly, that nothing's changed. Sometimes it changes from summer to winter as well. So stop on over to FeedXL.com and make sure you're feeding your horse correctly and what he or she needs. And now, Megan A. Roll on Massage. Well, hi, Megan. Welcome back to Horse Tip Daily. Hello, Glenn. How are you? This is the time of day when, 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 I, when I'm glad I'm sitting on a ball. Yeah, <laughs> it's that time of day. It's the middle of the afternoon when we're recording this, and uh, it's that time of day when when lunch kicks in, and and everybody just feels like falling asleep. Yep, and the ball you have to keep your balance on the ball so it keeps you awake, huh? Uh, I have I a have... ball at my desk too. <laughs> oh, do you, so you sit on one too? I do at the uh, computer. Yeah, <laughs> I have to do a tip about that because I've had a couple people write in in the last couple of weeks about which ball I use. So I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to do a tip on on the on sitting on the ball. Um, and I have fallen off the ball, I will say, when I'm recording. It has happened a couple times, mostly on stable scoop. When I'm talking to Helena and I get all excited and I lean back and forget I'm on the <laughs> ball. But she knows now when she hears the crash, she just keeps talking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I don't have anything immediately behind me because that would be dangerous. So I can. Yep. <laughs> have you ever fallen off the ball? I have not. Okay. <laughs> at least not at my desk. <laughs> all right. Can. We can fix that. So, so we're not calling to talk about massage balls. They're kind of difficult for horses to use. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They like to play soccer with them, though. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's true. They work pretty well for that. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, so what are we talking about? Let's see. Today I um, was going to talk about, uh, I have five reasons 
that people might be interested to know are really wonderful. Five reasons you should massage your horse where there's no muscle tissue. Um, this actually relates a little bit to the, um, the to the last tip we did where I talked a little bit about the challenges of circulation in the lower limbs. So can you give me an example of where, where one of those spots might be? Yes, I can give you four examples. Okay. Um, there's uh, the lower half of each of your horse's legs from the, from the knees and hocks down to the hoof. Okay. So one on each corner of your horse. And there is virtually no muscle tissue from the knees through the cannon bone area and the fetlock and the pastern down to the hoof. Hmm. All right. Um, all the muscle tissue, the muscle tissue that controls movements down there, are up, is up higher. Right. In the in the forearm and in the gaskin, that's that's where all the muscle bellies are for the tendons that go down all the way to the hoof. Okay. So when the muscles up higher contract, that's that's part of what um, can you know flex their flex their pasterns and create movements down there. Okay. But from the knees and hocks down, there's virtually no muscle tissue. But they they still benefit um, from massage. A uh, lot a whole variety of techniques you can do um, for that area. And I'll tell you five reasons why it's worth massaging it, even though there's no muscle there. All right, I'm ready. Okay. Well, the first one, and maybe the most important, is that circulation. And again, we talked about um, how even even if your horse has turnout 24-7, uh, which is definitely a whole lot better than standing in a stall all the time, uh, unless they need to be in for some reason. But, um, but even our turned-out horses don't tend to move nearly as much as wild horses would have. And also if they have shoes on, that expansion and contraction of the foot with each step they take is going to be reduced. Not complete, not, not completely gone, but less than if they're barefoot. Um, so those things really challenge the circulation uh, for the lower limb. And there are still tissues there, the tendons and the ligaments, connective tissue, and the bones themselves. They all need circulation. So they get extra challenges, extra stress when that circulation is reduced. So massaging there um, can be very helpful for that. All right. Um, that's number one. And then number two is it's a really important area to monitor closely because it is where a lot of problems do tend to develop say, in yeah, our horses. You're, you're prone to injury there. So Right. Yeah. Right. So the sooner you can catch, you know, if you're using your hands, so your brush, you know, if you're grooming and brushing, you'll see with your eyes um, some things. But if you're massaging with your hands or even just touching with your hands, you'll detect things much, much quicker. Changes in temperature or a little bit of swelling. Um, or even if you're moving slowly, it'll... Um, uh, well, slowly or quickly, but slowly you'll be more easily to tell where it was if you get a pain reaction from your horse. So monitoring the area to detect small problems sooner, 
is a really good re reason to massage that area. Makes sense. Um, another reason it is maybe harder to explain how it works, I don't know exactly why myself, but it is a very grounding grounding effect to massage. And I, if you've had hand massage or foot massage, you might have experienced some of this, that just how profoundly it can affect your whole body just to have your hands or feet massaged. And for the horses to just feel that connection down to the earth. If you watch, if you massage their lower legs, and including around the coronet band, around the fetlocks, around the knees, um, and you watch the expression on their faces, you can just see how much they're enjoying it and relaxing into it. Same way we do. So, <laughs> yes. When somebody's yeah. massaging our feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just, they usually just love it. If they don't love it, one reason might be, you know, psychological or emotional, that they might feel nervous about having their feet handled. Right. So that's the fourth reason is um, building trust and just kind of, uh, you know, for behavioral or training reasons, that if for those horses that aren't comfortable and don't find it relaxing to have the lower limbs handled like that, then learning to enjoy it and relax and stand for it has a lot of benefits for, um, well, for our safety in terms of training issues and also for your horse's confidence and, and trust in you and in the world in general. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So that's four. And then the last one on my list for today anyway, I'm sure maybe other people will come up with more, but there's a lot of acupressure points down in this area, all around the knees and hocks, all around the coronet bands, around the fetlock joints. There's some really great um, acupressure points um, relating to all of the meridians. So in the front legs, the meridians that some of these points relate to are the lung meridian, large intestine meridian, heart, stomach, or not, not stomach, I'm sorry, heart and... Uh, uh, what's the other one? Small intestine. Okay. And then, and then in Chinese medicine, what is referred to as the pericardium or heart protector uh, is one, and a triple heater. So these are all meridians, energy pathways in Chinese medicine that all have points in the lower limbs on the front legs. And then in the back legs, you've got a whole other set of meridians. I don't need to go through all of them now, okay. but a whole other six more. Liver, gallbladder, stomach, bladder, kidney, they're all there, back there. Okay. So you can be, even if you don't know the points exactly, if you're massaging the lower limbs, you'll be, you will be stimulating those acupressure points to some degree. All right. Well, that makes a lot of sense. So those are the five reasons that we should massage areas that aren't muscled. Right. All right. Sounds good. And, of course, people can find out more about you where? At uh, allaboutanimalmassage.com. And you have some videos on there. You also have a book. Um, so if, you're, if people are, are looking the old-fashioned way, non-new media, if you still like carrying that book out to the barn with you, then, uh, then Megan can help you with that as well. And you can also find her information on massage of dogs, too. So that's all over there 
at uh, allaboutanimalmassage.com. Did I get all that right? Yes, you did. And, and uh, also one of the video lessons in the rescue horse massage class is all about the, the lower limbs and a whole variety of techniques to use for that area. All right, great. Well, then uh, that, that's all about animalmassage.com. I hope you're enjoying the tips that we're bringing you from Megat on a regular basis. I find them very fascinating and interesting, and it's always fun to give them a try on your horse as well. Well, that's it for today. We'll be back tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, stay safe, everyone. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily. 